0: What's up, everybody? It's your Draft Queens, Kate and Michelle.
1: And we're back with a new episode of Drafts on Drafts after a short, little, nice hiatus that we took.
0: I know. We deserve a vacation every now and again, I will say.
1: We're all preach. I need much longer of vacation (laughs) in general. But this is something that we look forward to. So it was nice to take a minute off the mic, reset, Maybe we cried some tears over the fact that football was over, but that's it's fine. We just we just needed a minute. Yeah, just a minute to reset and like think about the rest
0: of the year, the rest of twenty twenty two, because before you know it, it's gonna be football season again. But I mean I really enjoyed taking the time off. What did you do, Michelle, for
1: your week
0: off from uh from Draft Queens? I,
1: I think the thing that I did the most was snowboard, honestly. Oh, that's good. That's really I, good. Yeah, I think I, I I spent a lot of time outside. We got some snow. Uh you know, you just gotta make the most of it. Like we're we're basically, you know, we're in March now, which means who knows, could be more snow, could not be. So I, I kinda just took advantage of that for the moment. That sounds
0: wonderful. Just,
1: How about you? You know,
0: so I I went home this past weekend. Okay. That was that was a fun development because I feel like we've been not, everybody's been really busy, myself included, to start a brand new year. You know how you kind of yeah. just like yeah, put your like, holy head shit. down.
1: Oh, you, went, you go from saying like, happy new year, happy new year, happy new year, to like, holy shit, it's March. <gasps> the hell just happened. Exactly. <laughs> well, it goes for, for you and me both.
0: It's like, happy new year, then it's your birthday, my ah. birthday, Yes. then it's, the playoffs Much. and then it's the super bowl and then it's like okay i need yeah. to take a break i need to see my family i did a lot of like fun mindless tasks like i okay. i i made a sourdough bread starter and i made like a couple types of sourdough breads oh. Look at you. You know, just like the things that are mindless, where I just was like mixing flour for a week, it felt like. That's all I did.
1: <laughs> <laughs> She's more than just a podcast host, ladies and gentlemen. She bakes bread, too.
0: Also a star baker over here, <laughs> but only when it comes to sourdough bread, and that is literally it. But no, it was it was a lot of fun. I'm, I'm so glad we're turning the mics back on, because I did miss talking about sports, and um You know, we're doing a little bit of an abbreviated kind of cadence for when we're going to put the show out from here on out. Right, Michelle? We're going to do a little bit more infrequent reporting. So today's Wednesday, obviously. Our drafts on drafts day. That will not change. Um, We'll also be doing the huddle on Monday mornings. Same release time as always. But we're going to take... Since there's no football, there's no need for football Friday right now. Now, if there is... A breaking headline, or an interview we do, or something cool. We can always like pop in a Friday episode here and there, so don't unsubscribe to the feed. But we're just going to be popping up on Monday and Wednesday mornings for the moment
1: exactly we got we got plenty of sports to get through even though football's not here Kate and I took some time off to actually put together some really fun topics to talk about over the course of the next few months so we're ready to rock but you know one less episode a week I think honestly two times a week with our voices in your earballs is probably it's enough funny. if you if you love listening to us three days a week then we love you too yeah
0: bless you there will be a little <laughs> bit less of us but we'll be back in full force <laughs> every now and then with three times a week but for the most part Two times a week. Now I will say, um, we got to get into drinking because we have a really exciting topic today. Yes. But I, I wanted you to know that this yes. beer that I'm having, um, do you, has something
1: what, on the top of it.
0: Yeah, I was gonna say, can you see what's on the top of it?
1: <laughs> it looks like you have like a post it note on it or something.
0: I do, and I've been saving <laughs> this beer in my fridge.
1: Oh my god. <laughs> the post it says do not drink i love you for that so much yeah so i've been saving
0: this beer because it really got me all hyped (laughs) up so i'm gonna take this (laughs) sticky note off the top that says do not drink because i just wanted my housemates uh whether that's my partner or my cats not to drink this beer (laughs) it is for me um, because it's one of the more exciting beers that I've gotten in the last couple of weeks. And again, okay. it's, it's from this cool service called Beer Drop. I'm obsessed with it. They bring me, like, custom beers every week.
1: I feel like I need to do this, Beer Drop. It's literally going in my my uh, my Chrome tab, yeah. you know, because if it's not there, then I forget to do it. So I mean, if any— also, what it, Wait, beer—what is it called? Yeah, I already forgot. Beer Drop. See? Beer drop. All right. I'm on it. Yeah. Good. And so,
0: but it's literally like you can choose what you get every month or the frequency that you want these delivered. Um, Hell yeah. I, I got this as a gift, which was a really, really nice gift given like that we do this every Wednesday. Nice. Um, and so this time my beer drop included, usually it's like a pair of two beers that come from okay. the same brewery. So you okay. and someone else can enjoy the same beer and talk about it and whatever. So perfect nice. for us. And so I saved this one because I thought it was one of the best beers that I've had and it has a lot of panache you know <laughs> so check <laughs> okay. it out it's called the double stardust because if you can see this can it I is... can see
1: yes you have to you're gonna have to uh give the uh give the full rundown of what it looks like since only I can see it
0: well it it's kind of like a it's like a hyper-modern interpretation of David Bowie's face. Yeah. So he's, it's, like a,
1: it's almost like a mural. Like, you ever see that mural? Yeah. And there's a really dope mural of David Bowie, like, in Jersey City. And, like, I feel like it looks like that. Yeah, it's exactly what it is. And
0: it it's super dope looking. Um, and then in the background, there's, like, all these yeah. uh, lightning bolts. And it just gave me such good vibes that I was like, if I don't kick off a new wave of drafts on drafts for the offseason of football with this beer.
1: Yeah. This, this this will start us off right, you know? I like it. I like it. I like it. Uh, my beer of choice today is not David Bowie related, but still feels on point. It is called Fresh Coat. It has a little cat in a ski outfit on the cover (laughs) um and it is from the local brewery westkill which i think i talk about all the time on this show but feels timely we have a fresh coat you have cats the cat is skiing. There you go. Fresh that, coat.
0: That is right. Are you ready to get into it? I'm about to crack this beer because I'm ready to talk about today's topic.
1: Yeah, crack that beer. And while you do so, we we took a little bit of time off, as we mentioned. We we did some breathing. We did some prepping. We're really excited. And, and we thought that this first episode back for Drafts on Drafts, it couldn't have fallen at a better time. As we mentioned, we are now in March. March, for those that don't know, is Women's History Month, and yes, here's your girls bringing you some sports podcasting, yes. so we feel really excited that it's Women's History Month, um, and so we wanted to use this Drafts on Drafts episode to literally celebrate women in sports.
0: Yeah, hell yeah, so first, most importantly of this whole episode, shout out to all of the queens who are listening to Draft Queens, uh, appreciate you, and happy Women's History Month. Hell yeah. We're, we're in it. Um, next Tuesday is officially Women's History International Women's Day rather for yes. Women's History Month Yes. so that's really exciting and I'm just stoked to talk about some of the developments that have happened more recently but also like recalling the history of women in sports as part of Women's History Month yeah. I think that would be a cool way to just kind of cele- celebrate the other queens in this industry type thing
1: Yeah, I mean, like, the thing is, is there's so much you could talk about about women in sports, which we'll get into, but I actually was interested in sort of, you know, how long this has actually been happening. And of course, it is not just meant to celebrate women in sports. It's women in general. So this goes all the way back in U.S. history, celebrating women like Susan B. Anthony, Rosa Parks, Abigail Adams, like all the way back, like like all the way back. And mm-hmm, so, mm-hmm. you know, you got to take a minute to reflect and, and think about all the milestones that have happened. Um, and it's nice that we get a full month Note to self, you should celebrate women all the time, every day, mm-hmm. not just in March. Um, but yeah, uh, the other the other cool thing that I found was um, it it became like officially observed in 1987. so that's like more officially when it was huh. deep I know, which is not that long ago, especially in the same breath as saying like Susan B. Anthony and you know, 1987. So it hasn't been like as official. For as long as you would think, however, it does take a moment, you know, to look back on things that happened far before 1987 and celebrate those moments and those women as well.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's kind of wild that, like, you put you put it perfectly. Like Susan B. Anthony, the American rights activist for women. I mean, she was born in ni- in 1820, and Dang. then this actually came to fruition in 1987. I mean, that's a it's a big gap, but. Over time, good things do happen. So it's true. I I know that we have also a couple large historical benchmarks of women in sports from how we got to activism in eighteen twenties all the way up through today.
1: I mean, like doing some research on this, there's some obvious things that you need to call out, and then there's some not so obvious things to call out. Mm-hmm. I think the the probably most obvious and one of the biggest turning points specifically for women in sports was when Nixon signed Title IX into law, which was in 1972. Like that had been fought for so long. And the fact that that finally got, you know, signed, sealed, delivered in 1972, most people would probably argue that was really the turning point for women as it relates to sports specifically Mm -hmm. now kind of changing gears, you know, into, into sports world that that's the most pivotal moment, I think.
0: Yeah. And title nine, meaning that in, I only know it really in the context of like education. And when I went to college, for example, right. Basically this was making sure that we are equitable based on gender and gender identity that, Women are just as equally treated as men in terms of funding and the number of teams they have on a campus, what have you, Um, basically that they get the same funding, financial assistance and general rights as as men do.
1: Right. And look, you're not wrong. A lot of this uh, was originally tied to um, education specifically, but it did start, you know, to to pour over into sports, into the NCAA, into things of that nature. Like they were sort of married, you know, together. And so it's crazy to think that that was 1972. Again, it feels like it should have been so much earlier than that. But Needless to say, that was a really, really big and important moment um, in, uh, in, in sports for women, for mm-hmm. sure. Mm-hmm. For sure.
0: Yes, definitely. Now, do you want to talk about, I don't know if you have any moments in women's sports history that, you, that particularly stick out in your mind, because there are a lot. But if we're talking about history, I feel like it's important to talk about some of the best female in sports moments of all time.
1: Yeah, so a lot of the research that I did, I'm not as familiar with some of these things because I was not born during it how or, or alive during it. However, um, Billie Jean King winning, winning the Battle of the Sexes in 1973 was definitely a huge moment in sports obviously being married to a tennis player i know all of the things about tennis now but they you know they made they made a um a film about it that i recently you know watched over the last year or so Billie jean also like put you know did the uh, inaugural co- uh, coin flip at the super bowl this year so right. she is she's always been sort of very 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 front and center for women in sports and what I love about the fact that she won the Battle of the Sexes is she won the Battle of the Sexes. Like, she's not just out there, like, talking and advocating. She's like, okay, let's let's go. Let's play. Mm-hmm.
0: I feel like Billie Jean King, who I also love seeing her at the Super Bowl this year and doing the coin flip, which was so badass. Absolutely <laughs> love that bitch. Could hug her and kiss her. Um, another moment that I had found in my own research, which didn't, like... It didn't strike me as a moment in women's sports history, but the more I think about it, the more interesting this moment was Mm. when Amelia Earhart flew across the Atlantic Ocean in 1932. (laughs) That was the first time that any woman crossed the Atlantic Ocean nonstop. Yeah. As as a passenger, even, you know, like, right. It is just breaking every aviation, I guess. I mean, that is a sport. It is.
1: Yeah, it's true. And it, and it was something, again, that obviously, you know, women were not in uh, in line to be doing. And she was the one that did it. She did all
0: sorts of shit. She did first solo nonstop flight across the Atlantic. She did first solo flight by a woman across the United States from L.A. to Newark, New Jersey. Uh, she did the first around the world flight attempt. Starting in Miami, I mean, that's crazy. That's absolutely crazy. crazy. So trailblazing, and I can't believe that that it, it just struck me as an interesting sport to consider. You know?
1: Yeah, yeah, it's true. A sport that is a little bit more uh, relevant, so to speak, than flying planes, uh, and one that you know I definitely remember was when the WNBA was formed in 1997 like oh like think about it that like didn't exist you know until the 90s almost 2000 like a professional women's and that was a and then you think about how far you know the league has come over the years and the stars that have you know arisen from there shout out you know to my girl cynthia cooper because you all know how much i love her but i mean that for me of everything that i kind of read through like i said a lot of these things were pre-my existence, which is, you know, you still got to shout it out. But 1997, like, I was alive. I was playing basketball. Like, this was, like, a big moment. I was like, wait a second. Like, for the first time there, for me as a kid, I could actually be like, oh, I could play a sport professionally? Like, other than the WNBA, like, what had I seen women do professionally I don't know. It was all like Olympic stuff. Like I wasn't a gymnast. I wasn't a swimmer. So, you know, I wasn't a figure skater. Like I saw the women that were that were um, competing at the Olympic level. And like that was really exciting and inspirational. But they weren't things that I could do or was interested in doing. So the WNBA forming for me was like a huge pivotal moment just to be like, wait. They're like they're like playing at the garden where the Knicks play, like you know what I mean. It just was like that first that first moment where like I really felt mm-hmm. connect connected to it.
0: Yeah, I mean it it wasn't just you though, clearly because around that same time, fi- I mean it was five years later that you know the legacy of like the UConn Huskies in basketball and yep. women's basketball, yep. right? Yep. Um. So I feel like five years after the WNBA formed in 1997, um women you can feel like this this larger wave coming of like women wanting to play basketball specifically because in 2002 uh the huskies the yukon huskies beat oklahoma uh in the ncaa tournament march madness and uh they had a record-breaking crowd which was almost thirty thousand people at the alamo dome which is super cool yeah um But moreover, 3.5 million fans on cable is pretty amazing. And the team that played that year, I mean, was epic. The likes of Sue Bird was on that team. Swin Cash was on that team. Diana Taurasi was on that team. They were all named All-American. I mean, you're talking about a moment in time where you are completely right. Like, it was a really pivotal time for women to make a statement between the nineties and and the thousands. So yeah,
1: you're right. You're it's funny. You make that connection. So the WNBA forms in 1997, the Tennessee Mm -hmm. lady vols led by Pat summit, who's like basically the most iconic women's basketball coach ever leads the lady vols to go 39 and Oh, in 1998. And then as you just said in 2002, the Huskies go undefeated and win the um, title in, in 2022, have that incredible, you know, um, uh, backcourt and, and, and viewership, but like now college basketball becomes hyper competitive because now these women can be like, Oh, I could get signed. There's uh-huh. life after like there's life after this. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? It's not mm-hmm. just okay, I had I played in college. I played it like I have to go overseas. I think that was like the only thing that you could do at that point. You know, and so to see that level of competition and see some of these names, you know that were really at the beginning of this, like I could only imagine. I mean, in 1997, I was still pretty I was young, but like imagine being in college or going mm-hmm. right into college when you're like, "Oh shit." WNBA, yeah. yeah, I could play the <laughs> WNBA, and
0: then also you—you you made a really good point. But this is one of the most iconic moments of my career, as it pertains to, um, as it pertains to women's sports, and just one of the most like pivotal moments of my life when it comes to women in sports. In that same time frame, right? Like that, those five years were huge for women yeah. in sports. Yeah, and if you don't remember or weren't Alive for or have don't have the recollection of the 1999 World Cup. Like for anyone listening, I mean that was I also. <laughs> but like you put it, you put it perfectly. Like the WNBA was forming, basketballs on a comeuppance, as yep. is the U.S. Women's National Team soccer team, yeah, um, and playing in the '99 World Cup, beating China and the iconic like brandy chastain on her knees sliding with mia Hamm also on the field i mean this was it, it was like a golden age for the yeah.
1: evolution of <clears throat> professional women's sports <clears throat> yeah i think you're right i think like 1972 title nine there's definitely a lot of stuff happening in be- or, 1972 there's a lot of stuff happening between then and 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 this stuff like in the 90s to get it to the point where it's at but it makes sense because How many girls were, like, aspiring to be athletes before Title IX? Probably not many. Like, you didn't see any future in doing that. You probably did it for fun. Or honestly, maybe back in the 70s, you didn't even really do it that much. You know what I mean? Like, a lot of girls just probably shied away from sports. So then this gets signed. Then the light bulb goes off. Everyone's like, oh, I could do this? Oh, there's more opportunity for me? Oh, awesome. You know, and then you fast forward, like, 15, 20 years, and it's, like, all those moments that we just, you know, talked about because... Those were the, those were the women that were girls when that, you know, that got signed and there were more opportunities open for them. And they were like, all right, let's go. We're ready.
0: I mean, they're, and that's only the tip of the iceberg. Like we haven't even gotten Mm -hmm. into like the truly iconic names that come up, like between, obviously we're keeping, I'm keeping this in the Olympics because during the nineties and aughts, this is when this type of thing was happening, but Nancy Kerrigan and Tanya Harding in 1994, and then the immediate fast follow of Michelle Kwan. I think it was in the thousands. Like all those women, yeah, really at least made an impact on me, like very, yeah. very vividly.
1: Yeah, like like you said, I think there were tons of women that competed in Olympic forums. That was probably. I mean, I'm. I don't quote me, but the Olympics was probably the only place early on that a woman could compete in an athletic event. There were, mm-hmm. like there weren't that, you know, outside of college, right? Like, yeah. outside of a college sport. Yeah. There really weren't many, you know, professional leagues and professional places where th- these women could go. And so, like, at least they could be in the Olympics and, and win medals there, you know, Carrie Strugs, like, all these, like, all these, like, strong-ass women. But again, like, you know, for me, growing up playing softball, soccer, basketball like it wasn't until that that mid 90s where I was like oh Mm -hmm. okay and I think it just it just it skyrocketed from there you know skyrocketed well are there any other
0: moments that stick with you that have kind of like paved the way to where we're at because I know there's a couple things that have happened more recently that are worth talking about but before we do that is there no, anything should, that sticks out in your mind?
1: We should fast forward because you know clearly we're we're going backward in time to highlight you know how we got to where we are, but it doesn't mean that there wasn't wasn't and isn't still more work to be done for you know women in sports. And case in point is you know the fight that the U.S. women's soccer team put up you know last year mm-hmm. over you know equal pay and and you know them going out and winning and crushing and being the best you know team that there was and not even being paid remotely close to what the men were, you know, being paid and Megan Rapino being, you know, out there first and foremost being like, it's great to win, but we're not even close to where we are supposed to be. So it's, you know, everything takes time as you can, as you can see through, you know, when you really put it on paper, like everything takes time, but um, it's, it's amazing to see, you know, these women kind of out there, not only being best in class in their sport, Mm-hmm. But honestly just being best in class humans and fighting the good fight and and what a month ago maybe finally the US you know soccer federation like awarded the women's team a uh, 24 million you know dollars that they you know had been fighting for in this class action suit like again it takes it takes a while but they were extremely vocal about it and I'm it's really nice to see that there's still milestones that people are reaching for and fighting for all these all these years later
0: yeah I I feel that way implicitly I mean it's been a long time coming to get a 24 million dollar settlement in terms of getting a payment that pays women equitably in sports so that's been a long time coming and thankfully it's like for a lot of these icons right like I was going to before we were pivoting to the future like obviously it's rifling through my head like all these amazing historical air quotes women who have paved the way yeah. but then you look at like serena and venus williams yeah who yes. won their first like doubles grand slam in 2001 or the u.s open and and now here we are in yep. 2022 and they're still doing the thing and yeah, it's very right. much like you know i feel like uh the Megan Rapinos of the world for the U.S. Women's National Team have been doing the same sort of thing, where it's just chipping away, chipping mm-hmm. away, chipping no. away. Make yep. this equitable and pay us fairly, and we deserve visibility. And so it's really, it's awesome to see that. And it's awesome to see folks who are not in sports joining the conversation, right? Sure. So like sure. the, I mean, I found it, you you put this in our like little like our episode planner before today. Yeah. But this blew my mind to know that Natalie Portman, not a sports person, not an athlete, not a sports to my person, to yeah. my knowledge. Maybe she's a great athlete. It's possible. Um, but she's now a co-founder of the new Los Angeles pro women soccer team. That's crazy. It's,
1: it's great though. You just need like there's so many things that you probably don't even realize don't exist for women, and slow and steady. Very slow and steady unfortunately, but we're getting there. Like people are, you know, kind of out there and, and being supportive. Like it's yeah, I, I saw that headline of Natalie Portman and I was and she was on a soccer field and I'm like, I'm confused, is she playing a role? And what? then I and then I was like, Oh no, she's not. She's actually like helping, you know, get more women involved in sports in the LA in the LA area. And so it's mm-hmm. yeah, there's there's gonna be many more, you know, things to to, to watch from all of these amazing Women, But yeah, I mean, if you think about it, like that, that year, those, those mid nineties, you know, up until now have just been, there's been so many standout yeah. females. Yeah.
0: Yeah. There really has. Well, I feel lucky that we have
1: this time. And as I'm
0: finishing my beer, which signals the end of oh, drafts on drafts, um, you know, I feel, I feel grateful that we're kicking off. Uh, some time from a personal hiatus for the both of us to relax and then come full force into International Women's Month and International Women's Day coming up next week. I just, I feel really excited about it. It feels like a good, fresh way to come back from football and really <clears throat> celebrate.
1: Yeah, I totally agree. It's uh, it's a This was the perfect time for us to kick things back off, celebrate the ladies in sports and beyond, and be back in your earballs every Monday and Wednesday going forward. Basically. Mm,
0: that is right. Well, the first huddle of this uh of this women's history month will happen this coming Monday, so tune in and Michelle, before we leave here, anything you want to sign off with? Go, go women. Go women go. Do it. Go queens go.